G'day and welcome to the podcast of Outpost Church in McLaren Vale. We hope you find this encouraging. Over previous weeks, we've been hearing about uh, from Shane and from Nick and looking at the Sermon on the Mount and and getting that insight and understanding what what the kingdom is like and what the king is like. Who is this king? Who is Jesus? Who does he represent? What does he come to do? What is he seeking? What is he wanting to build? What is he desiring? We're learning about his ways, his reality. Um, and, you know, we want to be apprentices of Jesus. We've used that language a bit of, you know, sometimes the the term disciples loses a bit of its meaning from overuse in Christian culture. But let's think about what an apprentice is. What does an apprentice do? An apprentice every day watches and learns from the master, whoever they're learning from, whatever their trade or skill, they're, they're walking alongside them. If you're learning to be a carpenter, you work alongside someone who's a, an expert in their field for years until you've learned the trade, till you know what to do. In, in every situation, you know what tool you need and, and how to, to um, conquer the next challenge. And this is our life in Christ, to walk closely with Jesus Except in our apprenticeship, we don't ever graduate. We don't ever go on our way and part ways with our master. We continue to walk closer, ever closer uh, to our master until our lives are truly one. Uh, And this is the beautiful invitation of life in Christ, of a discipleship life, of an apprentice of Jesus to walk as he walks. Uh, and and today, I guess I want to turn our attention to not just walking as he walks, but dreaming as he dreams. Because there's some things we learn about from the Sermon on the Mount. We can we can take his teaching on anger or on lust or on generosity or whatever, and we can immediately go, okay, I can take that. I can apply that right now. I can see that come into reality in my life right now if I want to, if I'm willing, if I'm obedient. Um, it's available um, and we can walk in that. And there's things that are yet to be that are in the heart of God. And the passage that I would turn to um, in order to direct our attention over what does Jesus dream of? What is God's dream? What is the thing that he is longing for and looking forward to? What is the thing that is not yet, um, but is coming and what is he working towards that's still yet in the future because you know if he is our master if we are his apprentice we want to please him we want to have our lives come into alignment with him with our behavior with our action and how we treat one another but with the way that we think about the future and you know this is really significant what we think the future is leading to as God's people we we want that to be in alignment with what he's thinking and where he's heading because it's a, it's easy to get distracted and way off track about where we're headed if we're not 
leaning in and pressing in and seeking to hear what he's saying. And there's a lot of voices wanting to be heard on the future. And it is the voice of our shepherd we need to lean into and listen to. And I think this <clears throat> this passage in John 17 gives us what we need to know about the future. Um, let's turn to John 17. If you've got your Bible with you, um, I think verse 20 is a good place to start. It's good to read the whole chapter, but the heading in my, um, in my passage, let me just flick into our like new living translation. Um, oh, I don't have a heading. Well, the previous heading said, um, Jesus prays for all the believers. So this is a prayer for us. If we're believers, he's praying directly to, for us as well. And that's clear in the prayer. In verse 20, it says, I am praying not only for these disciples, but also for all who will ever believe in me through their message. I pray that they will all be one, just as you and I are one, as you are in me, Father, and I am in you. And may they be in us so that the world will believe you sent me. You know, he's praying for the current believers there. He's praying for the future believers. And he's praying for something that, you know, <clears throat> I think there was, there's been tastes of and glimpses of, you know, we read of the early church and their life together. Um, Acts 2.42 is a, is a good one to, to reference it. You know, they had every, every day they were gathering. They devoted themselves to the apostles teaching, the breaking of bread, to prayer, to fellowship. They all contributed to the needs. They were willing to sell all that they had to make sure everyone was, um, was had what they needed. They cared for one another as though they belonged to each other because they did. They believed themselves to be one family. And it was that, I think, you know, because it says here in John 17, it says, so that, like, why does he want us all to be one? So that... The world will believe you sent me. And in the early church, we see that. We, we hear the description of this communal life. And that is what preceded the words, And daily the Lord added to their number those who were being saved. The communal life, the Christian life together being his children together, not just in isolation in our own room, doing our own private Bible study by ourselves. Yes, we all are responsible for our own private Bible study and that's an important part. But we are called to live a communal life as God's family. And it is through our communal life that the world knows Jesus. And we think sometimes we can think that, you know, we put on a great program or we go on the streets and do outreach and <clears throat> different things and all those things can be good things to do but I guess my point is sometimes we think maybe there's a shortcut to get to these certain outcomes of like we want to see people come to faith but if they don't have somewhere once they've come to faith if they don't have somewhere to come that is a living breathing representation of the family the community of God how easy will it be for them to slip away again or drift away or be hurt or be discouraged or be let down or feel alone I really believe our responsibility as believers in order to see the lost saved is to be creating uh, an environment 
of love and of unity that reflects the Father's heart, reflects his oneness, and then it becomes a place for people to come into. And and this is what's burning on our heart for our church here at Outpost. And, you know, we believe every person that calls Jesus Lord is called to be a committed part of a local fellowship and expression. We don't feel, you know, if you don't feel called to do that here at Outpost, that is okay. Like, we are family. We are, you know, connected. We love each other. Um, and we will, you know, we can be part of the wider body of Christ, the wider extended family of God in the region. But I think, you know, for practicality's sake, there needs to be a local expression. And, you know, not everyone is called to be committed in the same local expression. We, we you know, the obvious thing is to go somewhere near where you live, where you're going to be invested, where you spend at least some of your time working playing, um, recreation, whatever. There's something about a a geographical place that, that you're connected to, that you invest in and, and you connect with other believers that are seeking the same goal, that are seeking the same dream in, in Christ. And, you know, our vision um, for Outpost is, our, our vision, our mission statement is to see the family of God expand through our shared kingdom life in the Clarence Vale. And we see that as, you know, this is coming straight from scripture and from this prayer, this idea that the family of God, God's desire is for the family to expand, for more people to come to know him. That's our commission to, to make disciples of all nations. The family must expand. That's God's heart. But how does it expand? Does it expand just through lots of individuals going out and proclaiming the word yes but it's our shared kingdom life together that draws people in that becomes attractive and not only that for others but for us it's how we have our heart needs met and our desire our need for connection for family for community for um wiser people around us to encourage us to remind us and for us to take our part and our responsibility in helping to disciple and raise up others in the family of god we all have a part to play and the body is weakened to do this and to accomplish this mission and this dream when we hold back from this or when we um we try to find our guess our own ways to accomplish this dream or we forget about the dream of God and we think that it's just about our dreams and what we want in life. And I guess I just, I want to remind us that as apprentices of Jesus, our call is to lay down our lives for him. We become a living sacrifice and a living sacrifice is not up running around talking about themselves all the time and what they want to accomplish. And yes, God accomplishes stuff through us and our kind of, I guess, more personal dreams they can become one and the same with God, with, with Christ's dream and vision. But I, yeah, we need to remember that it's him first and keeping that priority of this is the priority of our lives to see his dream accomplished. And like, you know, it says in the word, um, seek first the kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be added. It's not that we can't have other dreams and other desires in life. We can. And, and, God loves that. He loves us to be creative and dreaming and and heart wide open and expressing all the gifts he's given us in so many different ways. Um, 
but his kingdom must be first and and everything else is aligned under that priority and finds its place under that priority and um yeah together we see we can see that dream of god accomplished you know it's tempting and i kind of mentioned this earlier you know sometimes we want to find a shortcut or an easier way to get to the end point we see where we kind of need to go we see that more people need to hear the gospel and the family should grow and we we kind of want to just figure out our what we think might be the 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 most direct route there and and i think sometimes we tackle this with a lot of our own man-made programs and ideas and plans and let's build this building or let's put on this program let's get out in the community with this thing and like I just said like all those things can be good and they can be a part of the plan but we need to make sure they're coming in under that alignment and we're seeking his kingdom first and his ways and his dream and allowing him to order our steps in the best way to get to and accomplish um, that dream because you know what we actually read in in 1 Peter chapter 2 is the way to build what God wants to build it's not through building a building it's not through building programs it's through building people it's through and us allowing ourselves to be built into what he's doing because what he's doing is so much bigger than what we can comprehend that's why we need to submit ourselves to him and allow him to work with us, to mold us, to shape us and to take us, each one of us, a living stone in the temple that he's building in his, his church that extends across the whole globe. And I would say even extends throughout history, his, his people that he's building up into this glorious temple to this bride without spot or wrinkle. And, and it takes a lot of stones to build a glorious temple are you willing are we willing to offer our lives as a living sacrifice to say here god here's my life here i'm a i'm a stone to place in this building use me to be a part of what you're building may i take the place wherever you want me to be whether it's a prominent position whether no one ever sees me because i'm on the in in the middle of the wall that and the stuff built around me and, you know, if you were at church on Sunday when I preached this message originally, I, I shared a video and I encourage you to, to look this up if you can. Um, there's a short National Geographic documentary. It's only 12 minutes long. It's called Castells, C-A-S-T-E-L-L-S. And it's uh, in Europe, there's, um, I guess, a group of people, a culture group of people that um, have a tradition of building human towers you know like kind of a human pyramid but it's uh, you know they've got like 800 people in the base creating this 10 story tall human building and and the little kids climb up the the tower to get to the very top and it's sort of like a competition um and they get together in different regions different family groups or whatever however they work it come and and compete to to build these towers and it's become this real you know, people were sharing about it. You know, they love being a part of these castells because they feel a part of family, community, all different walks of life and ages and stages come together to create something bigger than themselves, something not one of them could do on their own. And in doing that, they feel this sense of euphoria or this sense of purpose and, and a sense of place and connection. And, um, 
it's, you know, it's a beautiful thing. And there's 800 people that make up the base. And you think, you know, you won't even see or know who those people in the bottom layer are. They're not the one, you know, not everyone can stand at the top of the, the tower and wave the flag or whatever. But they all take their place. And there's this sense of, you know, purpose and finding their place in that. And, you know, we know the top of our towers we build is we're part of building the church and the family of God. You know, Jesus is the head. He's the one that we want to see get the glory. So not one of us should be seeking our own glory, seeking a prominent position. But, you know, if these people could find a sense of purpose and meaning and, and a willingness to put their bodies on the line physically. And people do get hurt when they build these human pyramids. But they're willing to risk it for the sense of community and purpose and connection that they find through this, you know, just human tradition, something that they're doing that's, you know, it's cool, it's amazing, but, you know, it's, at the end of the day, it's not really that meaningful when you compare it to the meaning and the purpose we're called to as part of the family of God and and seeking to build up his family and to be a part of that. That call to be a part of God's temple what he's building, his bride, there is no higher calling in all of history and all of humanity than to be a part of this, what he's doing. What an incredible privilege to be a stone in the temple God is building. This is something we can and should give our lives to, not begrudgingly, but with great joy that we would be counted worthy of being a part of this, that he's, that he's made us holy and beautiful in his sight and able to be built up into this glorious structure that he's creating. And as we yield to his purposes and his plan and his design, and as we are willing to come up close with one another in this building and in this, you know, this space, and it, and you know, it sounds glorious and majestic when it's described in these terms and it is but but how this translates for us is into the daily everyday life with one another loving each other caring for each other showing up showing a sense of commitment to something beyond ourselves and our own plans and purposes and even our own families and our own work life those things are important and part of what God's given each of us But how do we express in our daily life our commitment to the wider plan of God and the wider family of God and our role within that? And I know, you know, when we come to talking about the practicalities of being a part of church family life, it's hard. It's messy. People get hurt. People get disappointed. People get let down. It's not a perfect expression. And, you know... But if we are called, if you do believe God's called you to outpost church at this time and season to be committed part, to grow in family, community, and discipleship here, you know, it's going to, we're going to get to where we need to go as people are willing to sacrifice something for that, like time, energy, passion, gifts, skills, You know, we all want to have a family to bring our loved ones into that is functional, that is healthy, that is thriving, that is beautiful, that is many, you know, all the different ages and stages of life and people are expressing their gifts and 
and and people walk in and they feel loved they feel accepted they feel at home and it and it's a place where people can encounter Jesus people can be healed and restored and transformed to find healing to find find all the things that Jesus wants for his people we all want a church like that for ourselves and for others but the thing is a church like that doesn't happen unless a core group of people commit themselves to being a rock in that place that commit themselves that I am going to be here I'm going to show up I'm going to be committed I'm going to offer myself I'm going to be generous I'm going to be kind I'm going to look out for people I'm going to show hospitality I'm going to do what my part is to play in this and we do all have different parts to play and and it's not a condemnation or a heaviness or I hope it's not on anyone that it has to look just like you know we all have different roles. Shane and I have a role to bring pastoral care and leadership in the church. That's going to take more time, energy, and, you know, obvious things than than someone who's working, you know, called to a, to be a doctor in the community and has a family. That's going to obviously be taking up more of their time. It's not a call for everyone to give up and sacrifice the exact same amount of time or to do the exact same things. But for all of us, our hearts to be that we are seeking to see God's dream become a reality and what our role in that is and you know practically to to be a family we need to have time we need to to be there with one another and we need to see a value in that uh, and our culture you know really seeks to undermine the church in this season and the value on community um but we need each other to accomplish what the dreams of God are for us. And, you know, our outpost, we want to give an opportunity for those that want to say and identify themselves as that. No, I do believe God's called me to be at this church at this time and to be committed to be here and to grow in fellowship and discipleship. And I want to say, yep, I'm in. I'm a part of this. I'd like to be seen as a part of this team, a part of this family at outpost. And I'd like to you know, be growing in that. And, and I'd like help support because we want to help and support, encourage those that are wanting that um, and, and encourage everyone um, to find their gifts and to walk in them and to, to find deeper connection. And, you know, that is the thing that you hear the most with churches is that people leave churches because they don't feel connected, um, which is really sad. And, I know it's true. I've felt that many times in church life and over the years. And it shouldn't be like that. But we each have to take responsibility for that. It's not someone else's responsibility to make those connections happen. Each one of us, if 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 each person is taking responsibility for themselves and 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 is has a sense of commitment and love for others, then the connection happens, the connection grows, but these things do take time to grow and to happen and they won't grow and they won't come into reality unless there is people that are willing to go, you know what, I'm going to be that in that bottom layer of that tower. I don't care if people see me or know that I'm there. Or, like I'm just going to take my place. I'm going to hold firm. I'm going to stand my ground. I'm going to grip the arms of those next to me and I'm going to be immovable. 
for the sake of God's dream, for the sake of his family, for the sake of others that are coming in that need safe people, that need people that are going to be there, that are going to be like a rock week in and week out. I know they're going to be there and I can depend on them and represent Jesus to each other who is faithful and true. Jesus has a dream for his church. This is the greatest thing we can ever be a part of. It's glorious, it's majestic, it's it's beyond words and it's beauty and what it's going to become, but it's also hard, challenging, boring, difficult, messy in its working out. But is it worth it? Yes, it's worth it. He is worth it. And we can't escape that this desire of Jesus is, is what he desires, what he wants and what he's seeking to build. And the question is, will we be a part of it or not? Will we submit ourselves to it? Will we lean in and give of ourselves to this here at Outpost or wherever he's called you to be connected and in community? This is what we are called to as his children. Amen.